What is up, basketball fans? Welcome to another episode of the Ball Never Lies podcast. As always, I am your host, Jordan Fishman. want to thank you all for tuning in. So I know we usually do basketball on the pod, but with the Super Bowl coming next week, I decided it'd be a good idea to get my very good friend and knowledgeable football guy, Adam Kaplan, on the podcast uh, to have him educate me a little bit on the NFL. We talked the Super Bowl. We talked the championship matchups. Uh, our MVP picks, the contrast between the NBA and the NFL. Uh, honestly, just a really good episode overall. So uh, tune in, and I really hope you guys enjoy. Uh, so here he is, Adam Kaplan. Whoa, whoa, they be like, who that there balling on the coat? That's cold, whoa, oh. Like, why he always scold? Oh, no, there he go, putting numbers on the phone. Oh, oh, oh. Yo, what's good, Adam? How you doing? My guy, how we doing, baby? I'm doing well, man. Doing well. So uh, I thought I'd bring in, uh, you know, someone who's a bit more, has a bit more expertise on the football side of things. I've only started dating into it really in these playoffs. Uh, I know you're wearing a Steelers hat. I'm just uh, wanting to say sorry now for, you know, they had a great season. I don't know what happened. And then they just kind of collapsed and uh, didn't go too well for them. So, yeah, well, they, they started off the season undefeated and uh, seemed as if their ego was getting the best of them as well. Uh, it was hard for Ben to stay healthy throughout the entire season and to stay sharp, et cetera. And, uh, you know, it, it was what it was. I think that the running back, the running game is still weak. That needs to be yeah. improved. And, you know, I just don't think that we were able to utilize our game. I felt like as the season was going on, I was watching the same plays being called over and over again, which, right. you know, with how advanced defenses are these days, it's it's pretty clear that they'll be able to catch on to the scheme. And, you know, one of my theories is, is that I don't think the Steelers locker room is as as humble is okay. the right word. I don't think they're as humble as as Mike Tomlin uh, preaches about them being and and, you know, how perhaps fans saw that as I, I really felt that after a while, you know, Juju's antics right. and Claypool as well was feeding into it. You know, he shot on the Browns after they just beat them in the yeah. playoffs saying that they were going to get beat by Browns the Chiefs the after. And, you know, they, uh, they, they lost to the Browns and the Browns are a fantastic team. And I was yeah. actually talking about it with somebody today. You know, if Cam Newton uh, doesn't get picked up anywhere as a starting quarterback, I'd love to see Cam either back up Mahomes and I'd also like to see maybe Cam play for the Browns. I think that uh, he could be used properly in, uh, in some trick play schemes. Mm. And I really think that the Browns have a dynamic enough offense to uh, to get it done. But, you know, the Browns have a challenge also in, in the fact that they need to re-sign Nick Chubb, which is one right. half yeah. of uh, their, their, their running game, you know, mm. with Kareem Hunt. So that'll be interesting. You know, Chubb is going to get paid if he goes somewhere else a lot more than probably staying with the Browns due to the salary cap. But... We'll see what happens. Yeah, for sure. So for me, just context, like I listen, most of my football knowledge comes from like Bill Simmons and, and Ryan Rossillo. And I, I've been listening to quite a few. And so like, as far as the Browns go, like, I don't really know the whole Odell situation, but like uh, Baker had a really good, I mean, really good. He had a good season. People were kind of counting them out. And like you said, the Browns, the Browns whole situation. And as far as the Steelers go and, just to touch on, like, I think sports is a general. I think if, like, guys in the locker room aren't really, you know, buying what the coach is selling, as far as you said, like, a culture and, like, being not humble enough, maybe, I think it kind of mixes some things around. 
what do you think about the uh the trade that just went down uh between the Rams I love the, the trade I love the trade uh I love the trade for the Rams I mean okay. yeah look I'm not I'm not cool with the Rams uh trading away all of their first round picks mm-hmm. I believe that the Rams haven't had a first round pick since they drafted Jared Goff yeah um, so I'm, I'm not cool with that. I think that they've kind of stunted their growth a little bit in the sense of building their roster up with with the right draft picks. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, you know, uh, Goff is a great quarterback, but I'm not really sure if the locker room and the coach were behind him as much as as he uh, they were when he made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, you know, for starter, Sean McVay is an offensive guru. Mm-hmm. Already there, if he's willing to give up his quarterback, it's pretty tall tale that he's 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 not really meshing. Matthew Stafford is a fantastic quarterback. Um, you know, played for the Detroit Lions, which historically are not really a great team in our generation. For, yeah, and uh, didn't necessarily have the tools in front of him to be able to succeed. Uh, you know, but what's interesting is is that I yesterday when I was on um, uh, this new website that I've joined called Tarps Off Sports, we you know we do a tarps off MMA segment, but okay. we talked a little bit about football off of air and someone said, you know, Matt Stafford is a blue collar guy. Da, 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 da. And one of the boys said, actually, you know, he's from Athens, Georgia, and that's a real like uh, beige khakis and a polo type of town. Oh, is it? You know, okay. Preppy and, and very upscale and very hoity toity. So actually I think a guy like a Southern bell, like Matthew Stafford, who comes mm-hmm. from maybe more of a prissy environment is going to thrive fantastically in la yeah you know that's that's the king of posh but do you that think, is the state of posh so do you think i'm just curious again i i don't play professional sports do you think that really matters as far as like the the city they live in or is it more Absolutely. just like the team culture because like if he's going to la and like the team itself is the is doing the things that he likes as a player and they also have his back i feel like i'm sure where he lives matters but not as much like if he was in a kind of crap situation and a bad city i feel like that's just a lot worse like he kind of was in detroit not that detroit's a horrible city but maybe not for him so i see what you're saying you're absolutely right in the sense that it it shouldn't matter and for Mm -hmm. most for the most part it doesn't matter i mean we've seen a guy like lebron james take over cleveland which isn't necessarily the most exotic city uh, inside of not the most exotic state either another working class state like detroit uh, like Michigan. So I don't think it should matter. However, I mean, you know, the football culture in Detroit is, is they're climbing uphill, you know, mm-hmm. LA okay. is more closer to the top. Uh, you know, I think that lions are die. Uh, lions fans are diehard fans, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, I mean, I think after a while playing losing season after losing season, you know, you definitely want to pack your bag and go. So, no, I don't think it should matter. I, I agree with what you're saying for mm-hmm. sure. But I also do think, though, that a change of environment uh, really does make a difference. You know, we're seeing it in Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, we, we, we've we seen guys time and time again thrive in the state of Florida. And, you know, I think a lot of that also has to do with the lifestyle and, and you know, the living conditions. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, 100%. As far as the Rams go, like this trade was definitely like a, a win now trade. And I think if I'm not mistaken, I heard that the reason that they had to give, and I'm not hundred percent, so maybe you can clarify, but that they had to give an extra like pick or first round pick because of the Jared Goff contract, like the pick somehow works in with his money that he's owed or something like that. 
Very, very possible. I'm not 100% on those details, but yeah, it is very possible. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it is, uh, it, it's a good trade overall. I think that Goff could do well in Detroit also. I think that he needs a fresh start. You know, it's got to be shitty having that injured thumb going into exactly. the playoffs yeah, yeah. And, and backing up a third string quarterback who mm -hmm. then gets hurt. Right. And then you got to bail out the team, right. you know, so that that also had to be quite frustrating and you know the detroit lions have dan campbell in there now who seems like a rough and tough blue collar guy yeah, wants yeah, to I've bite the kneecaps off of them exactly yeah. and uh you know so that's got to be an exciting thing also it seems like they're trying to shape up management so bringing in a new quarterback like jared goff it it makes sense you know between stafford and goff who's the bigger personality who's the bigger diva probably matt stafford but mm -hmm. at the end of the day man i mean look when you're playing football or you're playing pretty much any sport where you're either playing quarterback or you're a point guard or you're a star player on any team, there's definitely going to be a little bit of some, uh, some diva stuff going on. So that's unavoidable regardless. Yeah, that's true for sure. Okay. So before we get into the Super Bowl, I obviously wanted to discuss the uh, championship rounds. Uh, did you expect these two teams to come out on top? You know, I did. Um, when I looked at the NFC bracket, I said, all right, we got the Packers, we got the Saints, and we got the Bucks. That's that's who I thought was going to go through. Um, yeah. I've been watching Seattle climb uphill every single week. They don't have enough gas in the tank anymore. Yeah. Every fucking game, Russell Wilson has to try to come back from a fourth quarter uh, deficit. And, you know, DK Metcalf wasn't necessarily as consistent or just didn't put up as many stats as, as right. they needed to be able to win the game. DK had a great season regardless. Yeah. But, you know, if you're putting him in the same category as Megatron, you got to fucking carry that team mm -hmm. through and through. And, right. You know, like a guy like Calvin Johnson did when he was playing for the Lions. And, you know, uh, on the AFC side, obviously I was biased. I thought that the Steelers were going to probably play the Chiefs in the AFC championship. Right. That didn't happen. Um, after I saw, you know, that they would have probably played the Bills in the, in, the, uh, in the semis of the AFC division, I knew that the Steelers were fucked there. So I really wasn't surprised on the AFC side. You know, the AFC right. side mm -hmm. is a little bit more decisive in terms of, you know, which teams are going to go through through and which one's stronger so you know the bills versus the chiefs and then the packers versus the bucks th that basically fit the script right away you know it was either mm -hmm. going to be the saints or the bucks playing the packers anyway so no i'm not surprised at all right yeah so for me i honestly th i was really nervous uh that saints bucks game just because both brady and uh breeze were just not having great games in the slightest and it was going to come down to exactly what it came down to, which was bad turnovers. And I feel like either of those two could have made a bad play down the stretch or Brady, as we saw two weeks ago against the pack uh, against, um, sorry, um, the Packers. Yeah. The pa yeah. Throwing those picks when he's under pressure, like he kind of just throws the ball up and that could have happened very well in the saints game. Yeah. I mean, you know, Drew Brees is, had a hell of a season. His wife ended up posting a, a, an Instagram picture of all the injuries that he's yeah, had. Yeah, I saw that. Actually. And, you know, there were some pretty significant ones, mm -hmm. including the ribs and the punctured lung. Right. So, you know, Breeze has definitely had a season. Tom hasn't been injured. You know, Tom is Tom. He's not yeah. going to get injured. But we have seen that more interceptions. We have seen that he is getting a little less accurate, perhaps. Right. Um, whether or not that's entirely him, I don't think so. We'll talk about that though later when we get to <laughs> yeah. the Super Bowl talk. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. It was a toss-up in the sense that it did come down to turnovers. Yeah. And 
you know, it would have been great for the Saints to be able to get through. It would have been great to even see the Saints and the Bucks play for the NFC Championship, but that's just mm-hmm. not the way the brackets work. Right. So, um, yeah, you're absolutely right. It was a pick and type of game. It did come down to turnovers. Yeah. Uh, was it? Did it come down to defense? You know, what did defense win the championship? I'm not sure. That that one, you know, is 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 yeah. not a hundred percent to be seen, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was absolutely a toss-up game. And then when you were looking at the AFC championship bracket, I mean, it was pretty clear that the Chiefs have entered a new phase and a new era in the sense that they're ready to go on a dynasty run. Mm-hmm. And when you're playing a team like the Buffalo Bills that has a fantastic um, fan base, mm-hmm. but they don't necessarily have that winning Super Bowl culture in their blood yet. It's going right. to take yeah. a couple years, a couple more trips to the playoffs, more consistency from Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs mm-hmm. to to be able to conquer that and, and build that playoff winning culture w- within um, within their organization. Yeah, like I think it was still a win for them considering where they had been in the past. So definitely uh, getting that playoff win was huge for them. I don't know. I forget when the last time exactly that they had a playoff win. I know it was a long time ago. Um, In the 90s. Yeah, which is nuts. Uh, And even like, but even before, I think the whole Chiefs thing and like, I think a lot of people doubted like, and I don't know how you can doubt Mahomes, but just like him against the Browns and going down the way he did. And like, they were pretty close to losing that game too. Like, I feel like it was kind of a, a bad punt away from potentially taking that game or stealing that game uh, for the Browns. Uh, So I think just people doubt, like, you know, not sure, like concussion protocol. And then he has this thing with his foot. So I think people were like, well, there's a chance, you know, the bills still not having played their best game yet that they could potentially, you know, steal one from the chiefs. Yeah. And then the game turned on and there was that mishap in the beginning of the game. And it was like, wow. Okay. And then the chiefs were just unstoppable unstoppable on offense like I couldn't I couldn't believe it like I was well and again I I'm also watching as someone new so like I don't necessarily know schemes so I'm just watching they're more like in awe of like holy crap like no matter what the Bills defense is doing right now they cannot stop Mahomes like he's doing whatever he wants with that with that defense and I was I was in awe yeah, if you're a new football fan or, or you're a younger football fan and you're a little bit of a casual, the, the Kansas City Chiefs are the number one team to watch. They can make virtually any play turn into 50 yards plus. Yeah, doesn't matter if it's the Tyreek Hill. Doesn't matter if they if they uh, run a jet sweep to Hardman. Yeah, doesn't matter if they hit a slant or a five or ten and into to Travis Kelsey. They are always finding a way to put up a tremendous amount of yards. The, the Kansas City Chiefs offense is unparalleled to any other team yeah. in, in the NFL. It, there's no doubt in saying that. You're absolutely right, though, Matt. I mean, it was pretty scary when he went down with that. People weren't sure if it was a concussion or it was his neck or whatever they, the circumstances what they, were. Did they say it was called the he, he was he got choked out is what they I think they they said it as. Yeah, yeah that the, and the thing is is that you know coming from a background in mixed martial arts and 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 doing a little bit of and doing boxing and jujitsu and whatever it is, everybody knows that when you get choked out, you don't get any brain damage. You just right. fall asleep for a second. You're just mm-hmm. cutting off the blood supply. Right. So that was the best case scenario, and that obviously means that his head should be in tip-top shape mm-hmm. wasn't sure about the foot injury i never heard uh, that I, I i tend to stay away from those types of headlines just because you know the only thing that matters is what happens on the day right. the rest of it is it's all bullshit 
But uh, yeah, dude, if, if, if you're a fucking growing football fan and you're watching the Kansas City Chiefs, it's exactly like how 10, 15 years ago you grew up and you fell in love with the Patriots. How mm-hmm. could you not? You right. know what I'm saying? It was the right. exact same thing. Or how could you not like Michael Vick in 2004, oh 2005, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's just one of those things. It's unparalleled. But one thing that I want to talk about is, is how Chad Henney was actually able to win that game mm-hmm. in the end and do the right things for the Browns. Yeah. That showed me that they are not... They are not Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Right. They are the the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, they yeah. are a team. They are a team. They are one unit. They will win uh, in, in any facet. It doesn't matter who is on the field and, and who is playing with them. And that, mm. to me, was very, very important because we could place a lot of bets that if a lot of these guys don't have their starter in, they ain't going to win a fucking game. Right. You know, so that to me was actually a very spectacular thing to see that Chad Henney was even able to run the ball for that first down yeah, and, no, and, and make it happen. Yeah, was it was huge. huge. He did throw that pick, which got me a bit nervous. I think, I don't know, I think it was his first or second throw and he just overthrew him by I don't know how long. So it was like, damn, okay. And then, yeah, he had that huge run. I think that was to get them within a yard or two. And that little, uh, I don't know what kind of throw it is. But that little Ty- Tyreek Hill just like doing a quick slant or cut or out right. or whatever. He gets yeah, that. Yeah, so like, it wasn't a first down yeah. in the end that Chad Henney run. He, was he close. actually it fell was... short. And then they did that little play to, to Tyreek Hill. It was a bit like I was a bit nervous watching him throw the ball. But like I don't feel like they ever need to punt. Like that team, I feel like can always get you a yard or two yep. whenever you need three yards, whatever it is. Like it's a- absolutely. And the thing is, is that because Tyreek Hill is so fast, mm-hmm. he could afford to run those those unorthodox routes. Yeah. Because he will beat the man no matter what direction he's running in, and that's right. what I love about watching the Chiefs mm-hmm. is because it reminds me of the boys playing in the park a little bit. Right. That's yeah. Who cares? Who cares if you told me to run a fly? If I yeah. know that I I know if I take that in step, if I cut towards the center of the field, he ain't going to fucking catch me. So Mahomes will find me. That's what I love Crazy. about the Chiefs. It almost looks as if they're improvising on the field, Yeah, which is which is spectacular football to watch. I mean, mm-hmm. we've seen the no lookers from yeah. Mahomes. You know, Mahomes and Lamar have this thing where they run balls out right in front of you and they stop on a dime and then yeah. they take a slow, a, a slow step in or a slow step out of bounds. And it just makes these defenses mm-hmm. scratching their fucking heads when they're yeah. in the locker room because they know the next week, the teams that's going to play them, you're still going to do it to them. Yeah, exactly. You're still going to bite on it. Yeah. So it just, it, it, it's just completely exciting. And what makes it even better is, is that it's like last year's Super Bowl. You had the Kansas City Chiefs and you had the San Francisco 49ers. And we yeah. were like, oh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. I called that Super Bowl to a T. Oh, I yeah. said they're going to be down the entire time and Mahomes is going to crank Come up back. the volume in the mm. fourth quarter and, and Saranara. And that's exactly what happened. Right. This year, got to be careful. Yeah. You are going against the most lethal assassin in, in Super Bowl history, right. in, in playoff football history. Yeah. And that's Tom Brady. Yeah. And you cannot give him a fucking inch in that fourth quarter. Tom Brady is Mr. Fourth Quarter. Yeah. And their defense is, is like, they're just big and fast. And like, they just will tackle you. But like, that's so that's the thing going back to Mahomes quickly is like, it looks like he's always so close to getting sacked or so close to get for the defense getting their hands on him. But he's so composed and he, it's like he knows they're there, but he knows like, I have like three inches off. I have a bit of time to get this pass off. Like it, it, he just escapes it so well. I don't know if he'll make it look that easy against the Bucks defense, just because they have some like killers on that, on that defensive line. So it's going to be, uh, it's, it's definitely going to be exciting. I think if Brady 
does his Brady thing and Arians kind of lets him take his time and, and do Brady things, I think they have a much better chance because I, I definitely think it's going to be a offensive game. Yeah, I think it's going to definitely be an offensive game, which kind of, in a sense, makes it a defensive game. You know, mm-hmm. how important yeah. the defense is going to be. Will we see an offensive shootout? It's very well possible. Uh, one thing for me is, you know, when you're looking, you were talking about Holmes, how he almost knows how many inches he has before he could step. Patrick Mahomes is watching the field in front of him at a slower speed than everybody else mm-hmm. on the field. Yeah. And that just goes to show you how, how dominant he is as a professional. When he gets on that field, he's in that flow state. And that is, you know, what people are trying to insinuate about what Tom Brady is lacking right now. Mm-hmm. Kind of seems like the game's being played a little bit faster than Tom is used to in front of him. Right. You know, that might be due to his age. It might be due to the decline. Might be, you know, just the evolution of the league or whatever it is. I mm-hmm. don't think it's the third one because he's in the Super Bowl right now. Right. So I think that that's why we're seeing some of those common mistakes by Tom in the sense of, you know, throwing those interceptions and rushing things, et cetera, because I think he's seeing the game being played in front of him a little bit faster versus a guy like Patrick Mahomes, yeah. you know, and to, and, and to cater to that point, you know, Lamar Jackson, look how much faster the game seems to be play, being played in front of him in the playoffs versus the regular season yeah in the regular season it's like he's taking his fucking sweet ass time he knows exactly where to be and how to do it right and then you get into the playoffs and all of a sudden it looks like somebody's clicking that fast forward button on Mm -hmm. him and Patrick Mahomes is just not missing a beat in terms of that at all he's watching this game a little bit slower but he's moving just as quick right so I just because I'm it's interesting to me like between um like regular season football and playoff football. Now, ultimately like the intensity and stuff is up. Uh, I just want to contrast it to like the difference in basketball, for example, because you constantly hear the phrase like, you know, like, you know, your legacy is kind of made in the playoffs, which is true in all sports, but like basketball, I feel is slightly different than football because like you're playing a game every two nights and don't necessarily have the time to game plan for specific players. So like in Lamar's case, for example, like during the season, teams have the same amount of time to to game plan around him like their defense around him during the season as they would in the playoffs no like you still have the full week to game plan for Lamar during the season so what do you think would be the difference because like to me and again the the intensity goes up and maybe you have players not fully going at like 100 or 110 percent during the season but you still have that time to look at what Lamar does great during the season as well I see what you're saying. Uh, for me, ultimately, what it comes down to is the stakes. You know, when, mm-hmm. when you're at the final table in the poker tournament, you, you your heart beats a little bit faster. That's you feel fair. the pressure yeah. a little bit more. It's not Very the fair. same. It's not the same when you're in the preliminary r- rounds. And that's what I think it comes down to is, mm-hmm. is that it's the stakes. You know, I do understand what you're saying in the sense that they don't play a seven-game series. Uh, you know, some would say that that's why football is more intense is because it's a one right. and done. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, but you know, when I'm watching playoff basketball and I'm watching playoff hockey, I could still feel the energy. I could still feel the stakes. I could still feel, you know, there are lulls in series. You can see like, you know, maybe a game two or a game three. It's not Mm -hmm. that serious, but once we get close to teams having locking in that four win or somebody trying to catch up from behind, you start to see the stakes being raised uh, a, a lot higher. I mean, you know, let's take the Miami Heat, for example. It's like, what about the, like, what kind of buzz are the Miami Heat generating versus what they were doing last year in the playoffs? What kind of, what kind of buzz are the Toronto Raptors 
creating right now that they did two years ago or that they almost did last year. You know, right. it's, it's not nearly the same. And yeah, why? It's true. because we're at the beginning of the regular season right now, mm-hmm. you know, and that's something I want to talk to you after a little bit about sure. the super, about the Super Bowl because after the Super Bowl talk, because I'm looking at the records here on the Eastern conference side and like 12 wins, eight losses for the Milwaukee bucks. And you're sitting in second, like what the fuck is that? Yeah, that's, yeah, it's that uh, short off season is starting to show there, man. Time for a bath and some CBD for some of these fellas. I just think it's, um, I just think it's a weird season, man. I think with the COVID thing, again, it's different. Like football, you had COVID cases, but again, it's almost you have, weirder than last year. Yeah, but you have the week for football. Like you're playing the next week, so like you can wait for tests, get tests if you're negative. You're with the team the next week, like it's fine. With basketball, like. They have to wait so long. They're playing every two days. They might not be able to play because their players out waiting to get te- like a test back or contact tracing. So the COVID thing is really prevalent in this season. And I just think it's weird for them. I think the no fans is weird. I think just the whole thing in general, I, I find that there's even me, I- I'm not loving the product of the NBA this year. Um, it's, it's not what it usually is. And I think that's almost why I've gravitated towards football a bit more and got more excited for it. Also, like I, I've always watched the Super Bowl. Like I've always made it a point to, but like the championship games, not really playoffs, not really at all. It was always just a Super Bowl because more often than not, Tom Brady was in it and I was, I'm a Brady fan. So, sure. uh, but I think this year, especially, and I know it's like more the beginning of the season for basketball, but I've gravitated to watching football more and being more interested in it than I ever have before because I don't love basketball right now. Like it's not like, I don't, I don't find it's a better product than what football is. It doesn't give me that excitement at the moment. It's also a completely different league. I mean, when you look at the NBA, they call it, you know, they call it a player's league. They don't call it a manager's league or a GM league. They say Adam Silver has no control over these players. And then they look at Roger Goodell and like, you know, they kind of think he's, He's uh, He's a dickhead or he's, yeah. a, he's a bad guy or whatever. Yeah, I don't true. even want to say a few of these words because right. we're not going to get political. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's one of the things that I'm seeing. Another thing, too, is is the culture. You know, when you're watching series like Last Chance You, when you're watching series like QB1, when you go down that rabbit hole on YouTube and you follow these high school teams and these NCAA football teams very carefully, the culture mm-hmm. and the positivity and the values and the lessons that are instilled in these players are unparalleled in any other sport that I'm right. seeing. You know, and, and, and I just think that that has a lot to do with it. You know, um, it's a lot easier to think that the entire fucking organization revolves around you when you got 12 guys on a team, you know, when you got 52 guys on a team, it's a completely different ball game and a different story. And, uh, yeah, you know, just to cater to what you said before, it's all about the stakes, man. You know, Mm -hmm. just to circle back to the beginning, I believe that it's all about the stakes. And, you know, the stakes get higher and higher as the weeks go on in football. You start to see how the momentum shifts in the season when you start to get a better idea of who's getting into the playoffs and who isn't. You know, basketball, you can kind of figure it out halfway through the year who ain't going to fucking make it. Right, that's true. Yeah. I think also just like the difference, I think, now with the NBA also compared to football is that the NBA now is very, like you said, it's player friendly, but also player focused as far as like, who we're going to watch like football. There's still very deep roots in franchises. And like, I think for older well said, generations very well said for older generations in basketball, like they still like, you know, the Lakers, the Celtics, the true fans. But now I think younger kids and even myself, I find 
that I root for players more than I do for a team. And I feel like the NFL really instilled roots in franchise. And now NBA is, is catering more than ever before of a player highlight. So there's so much focus on a player, which is why you see so much news and then all these different stories and everything else, because it's, it's about the person as an individual and their stats and what they're doing on the court or off the court. Whereas football, there's still attention to that, but it's mainly focused again on, on a team. Like you're still wearing a Steelers hat. Like it's a culture, the Steelers culture or like bills, the bills mafia or all these different things. Like, you don't like, yes, there's Laker nation and basketball. And again, there, there definitely are fans. I just think uh, the highlights and stuff is very player focused in the NBA. I completely agree. I mean, if you look around and you look at everybody wearing basketball jerseys, everybody's always focused what's on the back. Yeah. You know, they're not focused on what's on the front. They're focused on what's on the back. And I think that football, I think that hockey, I think that baseball, um, you know, those things are all different versus basketball. I, I, you know, especially with the way the super teams are going and stuff like that. It's like they call them super teams, but Mm -hmm. like, it's all based on individuality. And then it's like, now you're bringing them together. And then it's like, Oh, it's a super team. But you know, at the same time, like, is it really a super team? I mean, you got the nets right now, you know, sitting in third or fourth or whatever the case may be. And you know, uh, it is, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I don't know how it's, if it's going to be fixed or how it would be fixed. I don't know if there's, uh, I feel like this is probably the way that, they generate the most money to be quite honest. It's- I don't think change. I don't think that the super bowl should, uh, the super team should be banned. I don't, I don't believe right. in any of that. I think mm-hmm. that they should run the league the way they're running it because yeah. you know, it's getting asses in the seats. It's getting True. people exactly. interested. And to be real with you, man, folks, we're still going to watch the same team, the same four five, six, seven, eight teams either way. So, yeah. you know, it's like whether or not Harden was on Houston or he wasn't, it's just like, plus or minus one or two less teams to watch. It's not right. that big of yeah, a deal, true. you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, but, you know, what's different also is, is like you got guys like Devin Booker, mm. you got guys like Trey Young, you got guys like John Moran. You know, these are all guys that play for franchises that like nobody's like uh, jumping over the moon for. It's true, yeah. And they're still, they're still tuning in and they're still watching because they like how yeah. I see Trey Young is. Yeah. They like how dynamic and how uh, flamboyant John Morant's John Morant style is. They like that Devin Booker is a never say die point guard. You know, it, right. is, it is what it is. So it has its pros. It has for its sure. cons. For sure. For sure. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so just Super Bowl. Yes, sir. Um, who do you, who's your winner? I go back and forth with this every single day. Okay. You know, I'm like, all right, well, Chiefs got it in the bag. Like, this is the number one offense. Like, we got Patty Mahomes, Patty the Magician. Like, here we go, baby. It's, it, it, you know, he's going to, you know, Travis Kelsey in the cut, in the red zone. Like, it's a done. It's a done deal. Yeah. And then I think about the fourth quarter. Right. And I get a shiver on my spine. And then all of a sudden, it's like I start seeing, like, the number 12, like, shining right, right through me. And I'm yeah. like, how, how do you bet against Tom? Right. How do yeah, you bet no. against Tom? Yeah. So to be honest with you, I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> okay, I, I don't know. Right. I don't have an answer yet. There's a part of me that said, dude, the Chiefs are just going to blow them the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Tom's going to pick it up when it's too late and it is what it is. And then there's another part of me that says, no, it's going to be a battle to the end, et cetera, et cetera. 
And, you know, then there's another part of me that's like, no, nah, you know what? Actually, Leonard Fournette is actually going to have a really good running game. Playoff Lenny. Gonna, yeah, and he's going to chew <laughs> up a lot of that clock. Right. And then he's going to help Tom out. And uh, in terms of keeping keeping the Chiefs offense off the field. And I think mm-hmm. that playoff Lenny is one of the most prevalent uh, players in, in this game. He needs yeah. to be able to keep running north and south, stay in bounds, keep the Chiefs off of the field. Because yeah. the more the Bucks punt, the more they're going to be in trouble. Yeah. But the thing is, is that the Bucks could back themselves to the edge of a fucking cliff and they have one man that could take them out of that at any, at that, at any moment. So to me, I'm going back and forth with it. I think that one of the keys to the bucks winning this game is their running game. Mm -hmm. I think that Brady's going to get Gronk involved. I think he's really going to get him. him. He trusts him. He trusts him. He's got that brotherly love. Um, You know, he's going to look at guys like Godwin and, and Mike Evans and look him dead in the eye and go, you got to run your routes properly today. I don't care if you think that I overthrew the ball. It's your fucking fault. I'm Tom Brady. I'm the goat. You do what I say. And that is an attitude that Tom has brought to the team. You know, Mm -hmm. Tom is a lot more feisty with these guys. He's kind of really showing them who the boss is and who the veteran is and who knows what the fuck is good. You know, so I, I, you know, he's looking, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin have to be lethal in the Mm -hmm. sense of, of them running their routes Antonio Brown as well. You know, he's going to be in there. He's good. You know, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, both former Steelers in the fucking Super Bowl. Le'Veon Bell plays for the Chiefs as a backup running back to Edward Solaire. You know, very, very crazy. Very crazy. And, you know, part of me is happy as a regular human being. But as a Steelers fan, I'm like, nah. Yeah, "Ah." I get it. It's like the same as the thing i'm kind of like yeah fake news like whatever right you know enjoy you know antonio brown has been more of a pivotal player for the bucks than Le'Veon bell was mm. but i'm getting off track here you know the bucks need to keep the chiefs off the field they need to be running the ball receivers need to be running crisp routes plain and simple it's yeah. very very simple they have to run successfully and every single route has to be executed perfectly the chiefs actually i believe have a little bit more room to make mistakes yeah. due to the fact that they're so dynamic. Yeah. They could chew you out any single way. They mm-hmm. could use their receivers as running backs. They could kill you in the short game. They could destroy you in the long game with a guy like Tyreek Hill. And the thing is also is that their players have been there before. Yeah. They have that winning culture. Yeah. They're ready to get that second Lombardi trophy on their Super Bowl ring. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they felt the parade. They felt the energy of Kansas City. They, they felt the, the cheers in Arrowhead Stadium before. You know, not everybody on the Bucks have have done that. So that to me is one of the most interesting things. You have the goat leading, you know, the pack into battle. Mm-hmm. You know, you got the general with like a with a strong army, but not an army that's been to war very often. Right. Yeah. And then you got the chiefs that is one unit yeah. that will that when one bleeds, they all bleed. Yeah. And that to me is what's going to make it really fucking exciting. Dude, I'm getting a boner. <laughs> so like I heard, uh, I think it was yesterday where it was like, uh, if Arians lets, it stays patient. And like I, like I was kind of saying before, and lets Brady kind of like you were saying, chew the clock and really take his time on possessions, you know, short yard, short yard, short gains. Obviously, if you need to go for like, you know, get Miller involved and, and let him try and run the long routes and stuff. But um to to really just take it slow and play almost like like you said just keep the ball and and just keep getting those first downs you know little by little it it, you know obviously you want to score if you can score that's great but like you said you're going against the team that just has so many weapons and and 
they can fight back. They can score, in my opinion, like on any drive. It's just nuts. So from anywhere Bucks, on the field, yeah, they, they, exactly. they could score. And, you know, what you were saying about, you know, the whole Bruce Arians thing and having patience. I watched Bruce Arians coach the Arizona Cardinals and they had a great TV series. I don't know if it was all or nothing or, or whatever it was. Okay. If, and it followed Bruce Arians and the Arizona Cardinals. And all I saw was just a fun loving guy with a mm-hmm. lot of swag and a right. rude But, you know, back his players. I hear a lot of negative things about Bruce Arians this year in the sense of, you know, he, he likes it, you know, Tom, yeah, Tom knew that it was fourth down and, you know, this is our football team and it's not Tom's team. And right. Da, 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 you know, there's a little bit of a chip on Bruce's shoulders, you know, it's mm. taken him so long to get to the Super Bowl. Right. And now will he ever feel like it was him that got them there? No, no. They know that Tommy got them there. They know that TB12 got them to the Super Bowl. And that to me is where there's like a bit of a chip on the shoulder there. So the whole like notion of remaining patient, I mean, look, I know we were talking about how the NFL isn't a player's a, a player's league and it's mm-hmm. all about, you know, about about the organization and right. the GM and the coaches and blah blah blah. Who are you going to trust more? The guy who's been there 10 plus times or, mm-hmm. or eight plus times, or are you going to trust, you know what I mean? Or are you going to trust yeah. your coach? It's uh, it's, it's a tricky thing. It's a tricky thing. I think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers love to play for Bruce Arians. Mm-hmm. But when I look at how they look at that big boy, burger boy, Andy Reed. Yeah. Yeah. They Andy take Reed's a fucking a bullet guy. for yeah. that guy, Andy man. Guy. They would take a bullet for Andy Reed. And that to me stands out tremendously. You know, they feared Bill Belichick in, in, in New yeah. England. They yeah. feared him. They yeah. didn't love him. They feared him. But Andy Reid, that's a guy that they invite over to sit with their kids. Yeah. Talk, you know, come over, bring your wife. We'll go swimming in my pool. Things yeah. like that. Yeah. You know, so very, uh, a, a lot of dynamics going into this that yeah. I think a lot of folks are overseeing. I think they're just focusing on, you know, oh, yeah, Tom Brady, the GOAT. Oh, let's see what the young buck Pat Mahomes is going to do. It's so mm. much deeper than that. Oh, for it's sure. so much deeper than that this year. Yeah. Well, I, definitely, I think with Arians, it is a, a hit to the ego. But at the same time, I think it it's only been – that's the craziest thing. And, like, I don't know if this has ever been done before where a guy has been traded to a franchise that hasn't made it to the playoffs since, like, 2004, I think it was. Like, 2001. 2001, even worse. I exactly. They, so they, it's his first season. Yeah, Rich Gannon and the Oakland Raiders in, in the playoffs. Hmm. So yeah. it's their first, it's first season, season together. Yeah. They've only played, okay, now, what is it, uh, 18 games together, uh, Brady and, and Arians. So, yeah, it's a hit to the ego, but I think uh, – or did they play? 19, 19 sorry. Um, so, like, it takes time, and I think maybe now they're figuring out that balance of, like, it's my offense in, or whatever, but Tom still needs to be able to run the show because uh, at the end of the day – your quarterback is the guy leading the offense. And if you're not going to let him do what he does best, which I think was an issue kind of in the first few games, then you're not going to win. And you're not going to, you might not, Tom might not be the guy for Arian's ideal offense, but they brought him there for a reason. So as far as they have that balance and I think they're figuring it out. I just think the receivers, uh, I don't really know the whole routes thing. I I don't know how, if they're actually not running their routes properly or, or anything like that, but, I mean, look, Tom is getting old. He's making maybe some more mistakes. And like you said, not as accurate, but you know, if it, they need to get on the same page as far as they need to have a perfect offensive game. Like the, the receivers need to 
do their routes properly and Tom needs to be like tip top form. Yeah. And I, and the reason why I think that they need to have a perfect offensive game, it's not because they're an imperfect team or they don't mm-hmm. have talent or they don't have anything like that. It's because they're playing the Kansas city exactly. Chiefs, and yeah. every possession that they miss, you know, it's over 50% that perhaps it maybe they'll get scored on. Yeah. You know, that's the only reason why I think that they have to run a perfect game is, is because you just can't afford to give the ball to Kansas exactly. city and uh, have them go up, you know, two possessions or whatever the case may be. So, Look, when I look at an all-star quarterback, I think you should be calling his own plays regardless. That's mm-hmm. the way that I feel. Right. You know, Bruce Arians is probably more of an offensive-based head coach, right. whereas Bill Belichick was more of a defensive mind. Mm-hmm. You know, Tom Brady was working on the side more with Josh McDaniels as an offensive coordinator than he was with Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick was a defensive guy. Right. So, yeah, there are a lot of adjustments there. You know, now you're working with a head coach that wants to kind of run your offense. And you're like, hold on now. I just came from a dynasty fucking franchise yeah. that gave me free reign, you yeah. know, or, or, you know, and I was best friends with uh, with the offensive coordinator and Josh mm-hmm. McDaniels, you know. So it's interesting. Another thing also is, is that, the offensive coordinator in Kansas City, this guy is a shoe in to become a head coach in the NFL, and uh, it's showing. You know, Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes has completely flourished under this guy. Right. Do you think uh, you potentially see him stay there and wait for kind of uh, um, their head coach to leave and he becomes the head coach of the, the Chiefs? Do you no, see that ever? Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Uh, Reed will stay there. Uh, the offensive coordinator is going to have to go and uh, get himself a head coaching job, which isn't a bad thing. Right. This is exactly, this is exactly what happens. You know, guys build a reputation, whether it's being a coordinator or an assistant and whatever the case may be, they build a reputation and then they move on somewhere else. And then they get the title that they, they work so hard for. Right. That's, that's just the nature of the game. It's not a problem. There's no love lost. You know, there's no politics when it comes to that. Everyone's got to get paid. Everyone right. deserves their shine. These coaches put so many hours yeah. sitting together, you know, drinking a hundred diet Cokes, ordering pizzas, watching the film. They're yelling at each other. Then they're yelling at the players. Then they get home. They're talking to their wives about things. They, could care less to fucking talk about because right, it's always yeah. football, football, football. Right. You know, these guys deserve everything uh, that that they get. Mm-hmm. And what people don't realize is, is the same hustle and grind that these NFL coaches are having. You're still seeing it in college. You're still seeing it in junior college. Sure. Yeah. You're seeing it in high school also. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a religion. You know, football is my life. That's well, exactly what it is yeah i mean yeah i think that's why you see college games have more people in the stands than you do in like an nba game or anything else it's just it it, a little bit of some cloud chasing going on there 50 percent of the stadium has no fucking clue what's going on in that that's fair that's fair a bunch of drunk college students with with all the hotties out there you know so a little bit of cloud chasing going on there when it comes to college sports in my opinion but the spectacle of the sport yeah is uh is is yeah it's unparalleled in terms of other college for you know probably the ncaa final four um speaking of college they're releasing ncaa i I just saw that today uh on on playstation uh i don't know if it's going to be four but for sure five and what's great about that is is that there are folks out there still playing ncaa football 2014 Mm -hmm. 
okay? This game is almost 10 years old and and people are dying hard to to, to, to get another game in there to be able to run the option and to be yeah. able to play with over 150 teams and whatever the case may be. But circling back to the Super Bowl, you know, my 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 heart my heart tells me Tom and mm. the Bucks. My brain my brain tells me the Chiefs. That that's overall yeah, what that's I think fair. about it. I can't give a decisive answer on who's going to win the Super Bowl, but I do think that it is going to come down to the wire. I do believe that the last two minutes of the of of the Super Bowl asses will not be touching any seats. Mm. Everybody will be on their feet in 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 all of their homes across the world. You know whether they're on their feet in their homes for Mahomes. Or, you know, they're they're ready to go for TB12, whatever the case may be. This is going to be an exciting matchup. I think it's going to be one of the best Super Bowls in history if Tom Brady yeah. is, is able to carry that team and, and hold his side of the bargain because the Chiefs are going to come to ball. And do you think uh, them hosting, like being in Tampa Bay is a thing? Is it going to be a big thing? No? I don't think it matters because currently, um, you know, take COVID aside, the Super Bowl is an international spectacle that folks fly around from all that's over true. the country. Yeah, that's so fair. it's, you know, it's very difficult to, and then you got a lot of big time companies some big, you know, all the, all the mm-hmm. big corporations that get the, the hookup to these tickets and stuff like that. So, and they're coming from all these different States and yeah, that's true. maybe even Canada and, and Europe and whatever the case. So I don't believe that uh, I don't believe that that home field advantage will matter right now because you know, the, they have the healthcare healthcare workers there. They also have the people uh, that got vaccinated. So you know, I don't think that that will really make much That's of a true. difference. Yeah. People people will fly to Florida to be able to go to this game from Kansas City, Missouri, because yeah. Yeah. you know the the state is up and running. So no, I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters. Um, you know, it's just going to be a very very exciting game. Playoff, Lenny man, guys got it. Guy has mm-hmm. to play ball. Right. He has to play ball. You know, they've been LSU, saying it all year. Uh, LSU uh, Fournette. Yeah, yeah. Leonard Fournette played for LSU, got drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars, broke my heart with the Jaguars, beat the Steelers in the playoffs while I was on the beach in Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. Thank God the pool bar was five swims away. There you go. And, uh, you know, he, he got a second chance, and he's over here. Been saying all season on how Bruce Arians doesn't trust uh, Ronald Jones Jr., so for for Lenny to get in there and start doing his thing, right? It's pretty fucking important. Um, you know, another thing that we're not taking into consideration is that it, anything could happen until that whistle blows. Yeah, we don't know if someone's going to get popped for a COVID test. True. We don't know if someone's going to get in trouble. We don't know if someone's going to get suspended. We That's we really true. don't know what the circumstances are. So yeah, everyone's got to kind of hold their breath in terms of that. That's true. But um, you know. The Kansas City Chiefs can't afford to turn over the ball, though. They have to show their dominance. Mm-hmm. They need to push. They need to push those Tampa Bay Buccaneers right out of the way from the gate. You know, I think that. I think that you know the tight ends are going to be a huge factor as well. I think Gronk is going to be a force in the red zone. I think yeah. Gronk is going to ca- catch a couple of long balls, and I also think that Travis Kelsey is going to be an unstoppable force in For the sure. game. You know, I'm, I'm sure. scratching my head. Who's going to win the MVP? I was going to, I was going to ask you that afterwards. Um, if it's not Mahomes or Brady, because if Tampa Bay wins, it's Brady. Like it doesn't matter how bad of a game he has. It doesn't, doesn't matter. It's going to be Brady. But if, but if the chiefs win, like you can have like him, Mahomes, obviously, which I think most of the time it goes to the quarterback. If I'm, if I'm being honest, but 
it very well could go to a guy like Kelsey or even a Tyreek Hill if they have a crazy performance and, and do some some things. Yeah, Tom has won pretty much every Super Bowl MVP except uh, the one, uh, I believe Julian White won one of them a couple of years ago. He was the running back, number 28. Okay. Uh, you know, and then there was another one where Malcolm Butler picked off the ball and Brady ended up giving his MVP Cadillac to okay. Butler yeah, as, yeah, I remember as, a, that. as a reward and gift. You know, um, who do I think could? When I, when I look at the Kansas City Chiefs, there's only two guys. As it come to mind, that's Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Mm. You know, um, will be difficult for me to to choose between the two. I just feel that Travis Kelsey. I can't. You know, some people will disagree with me. I think that Travis Kelsey is more lethal. You know, in the short, medium, and long game. Whereas I think Tyreek Hill, for for the most part, is is most lethal in the long game. Yeah, he's lethal in the short game also, but they don't right. use him there as often as they use Kelsey there. That's right. all I'm saying. That's yeah. why I think Kelsey dominates it more because for that's sure. where that's who they'll throw to frequently. So I got to go with Travis Kelsey, then I'll go with Tyreek Hill, and then on on the Tampa Bay Bucks side, um, yeah, it's it, it it's got to be Tom Brady, and if I want to throw up a Hail Mary then you know I would I would I would give it to Mike Evans fair yeah um so I think the Chiefs are favorites at minus three and a half would you take that would you take them on that bet or would you take the Buccaneers to cover that like how minus, close if minus it, three and a half I'm terrible yeah. with spread so what does that so, mean they have so, to win by over four points at the win by yeah uh, over over three and a half so it has to be uh a touchdown like yeah, it, it you can't just win sense. by a field. You can't win by a field goal. Like, do you think the Chiefs will like the Bucks if they lose? It'll be by more than three. If I think the Chiefs, if the Bucks will lose, it'll yeah. be more than three. Yes, yeah. I think okay. that both teams are going to lose more than three points. I think that I don't think a kicker is going to end this game. Okay, we're talking about two elite quarterbacks here. Right. I think that it's going to come down to a touchdown. Right. I think it's going to come down to a touchdown. I think the line is great for whoever you're betting on. You know, at my. If, if you like the Chiefs and you're ready to go on them and you're ready to bet the house, I still think that there's good return on your investment there. Mm. Obviously, you know, if you're a Patriots fan or you're a Tom Brady guy, you're foaming at the mouth to be able to bet on this guy. Yeah. Probably running a parlay here where, you know, Brady wins, uh, where the Bucks win and then Brady wins Super Bowl MVP. I have you know that. I mean, oh, this guy. So I did too, just because I just in case the hedge. So I took actually, uh, I bet Tom like Tampa Bay has to win obviously and Tom to get MVP in the same bet. And then I also uh, bet the chiefs to win just in case, but by seven to 12 points, seven to 12 points. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I like, I, I like it. I mean, like I said, man, we're going to get an exciting super bowl, no matter what, what I'm, what I'm curious about is, is what's going to happen in the interception department. You know, if mm -hmm. I had to bet who's going to throw more interceptions between between Brady and Mahomes, based on what I've seen so far, it's a shoe in that I think Brady's going to throw right, more interceptions. Yeah. Hopefully, you it's know, not three. Uh, but... Last Super Bowl, wasn't it Tom Brady on his first pass of the game? He threw an interception to the LA Rams uh, when we were watching that together. I think so. It might have been. Was it the you first? You know, throw? so I, I don't know. I think it might have been, or it was the first possessions or whatever the case. So, right. yeah, man, there, there's a lot there. There's a lot there going on. I think that the running game, I can't stop saying it. The running game is going to be huge for the Bucks. Mm. It's going to be huge. And then on the defensive front for the Chiefs, those DBs have to be balling out. Yep. They have to be balling out. 
you know, if if the linebackers are going to blitz or the linebackers are going to be running more of an unders route, those DBs got to be there in the rescue to cover that that center of the field, that mm-hmm. centered that long to medium range, you know, route running in the center of the field, especially from a guy like Mike Evans. He's going to be the biggest player on the field. Mm-hmm. That guy is going to be getting targets. Mike Evans is going to be getting targets. And if if they double him, perfect. Chris Godwin is just is, yeah. is, is a smaller, faster guy. You know, I'm not saying he's small in the sense that he's small. He's smaller mm-hmm. than Evans. Right. So, you know, there uh, things will open up regardless. And uh, like I said before, I'm really confident that Gronkowski is going to get involved in this game. Yeah, I think so, too. I just think based on, uh, the, like we said before, the trust of, of them going to so many Super Bowls together, I feel like Brady is going to be like, okay, like even though Gronk is, is kind of a shell of what he was before, I think it was uh, it was last game he had a reception and uh, I just watched him attempt to run, and it just looked like he couldn't really run. Him, Who are you talking about, Gronk? Gronk, yeah. Dude, so. let me tell you something about Gronk. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the offseason asked them to send film of him working out. Okay. Specifically him running sprints. Okay. He fucking sent them different videos of him sprinting, okay. and they didn't realize that those sprints happened on the exact same day. Oh yeah. He just kept changing his clothes. <laughs> he kept changing his clothes and he that's honey dicked them. Yeah, I'm working. Yeah, I'm working. Yeah, yeah I'm funny. working. I'm working. He just changed his clothes. It, it, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, it just goes to show you how dominant and how lethal some of these athletes are. I mean, a guy like Gronkowski yeah. is like, he's like half-assing the off season and, right. and, and whatever it is. And like guys, you know, going to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. doing his thing out on the field. It just goes to show you like, there are guys that we used to play, you know, high school basketball or rugby with. If they miss a couple practices and then played a game and lit it up, you'd be like, oh, yeah, guy's so sick. Right. Like, okay, relax. High school. Like we're talking about guys that are doing this in, in, in the most prestigious, yeah. uh, you know, exactly the pros. But I just so I think he's going to I think Brady is going to just try and get him involved as much as he can. Like, I mean, he still has hands. I don't think you ever really lose that. I think it's just about the, you know, getting to a spot right away and then, you know, kind of him being able to pick up that extra yardage uh, through contact and stuff. I think it's going to be super important. Very, very important. And I think that they've kept him healthy uh, all year long by predominantly making him a blocking tight end this year. And uh, Mayo then went down, so they needed him a little bit more, but they didn't overuse him. You know, they didn't abuse him. They knew that he was still, still a delicate guy. Yeah. Uh just is- hold on now. Who do you got? Who do you got winning the Super Bowl? Guys okay. put me in the hot seat. <laughs> what do you got here, man? I got uh, I'm with I'm with you. It's tough. Like because again, uh, I've been riding with Tom Brady every single Super Bowl he's been in. So it's so hard for me not to to pick him. But at the same time, I'm looking at it as like uh trying to be an unbiased fan and just looking at like what I've seen from both teams and I've seen Tampa Bay offense that hasn't looked super polished, some drop passes, like, like we talked about the route running. And then I looked at an offense in the chiefs and like it again, Edley. It, you, they couldn't be stopped. It just didn't matter what was going on. Like if, if they were blitzing Mahomes, he would kind of let them come at him. And then he's able to get that throw off, get that extra yardage. If you see, he just sees everything. He can throw it to Kelsey Hill can have a huge run. They had that jet sweep. Uh, I forget his name, but you had mentioned it before the same guy Hardman. Hardman. He dropped the, the punt and whatever. And then they try and get him involved that culture as well. So 
You yeah, saw just, that? You saw how Mahomes and Kelsey yeah, went to exactly. pick him up like that? Yeah. You're going to make a play today, baby. Yeah. You're going to make a and play then today. He, he, and he was brushing them off. I don't yeah. want to hear it. He was being a baby, whatever yeah. it was. And, and then what he ran, he what, do? 65 what did he do? Five yards? Exactly. Like Exactly. You know, you got to put the ego down. You got to yeah. keep your head up and yeah. your eyes open wide, and you have to trust your yeah. teammates yeah. every single second of that play. And I think that that is the difference between the Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah. You know what? You got me fired up. I'm going with the Chiefs. I'm <laughs> well, going with the Chiefs. You're going with the Chiefs. I'm going I'm, with the Chiefs. Because I'm going I'll tell you Tom. why. I'm going with the Chiefs, and I'll tell you why. I don't believe that Tom believes in his teammates. Mm-hmm. I believe that Tom believes in himself. Yeah. More than he believes in his teammates. Right. I still think he believes in his teammates, but I believe that yeah. he believes in himself more. Right. I believe that the Kansas City Chiefs look left, they look right, and they go, I will die for you on every single play. Mm-hmm. I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs now. Fair. Uh, I- I'm going to go with Tampa Bay just to, just to make it interesting. For sure. I, I-, I think uh, you still have Tom. And again, I-, I don't think the Bucks have played their best game. I think they they still have like they're capable of having that perfect offensive game, and I think it could be against the Chiefs. Yes, if it is, uh, I think that uh, they could definitely pull it out because I also think that the Bucks defense is better than you know any like the the team the Rams was it they played last week? Sorry, the the, um, the Chiefs. The for the Bills, play, sorry, play the Bills, sorry. Play so the I think Bills, the Bucks yes. have a better defense than the Bills do, in my opinion. Just the defensive defensive uh, line. Uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, like he's an animal, and then you have just a few guys that um, are pretty about quick. The Bucks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they have Sue also. Right. Sue is a former first rounder. You know. Did they just get someone back as well? Yeah, it's very possible. I'm. There's someone I, that's going to be playing in the Super Bowl that wasn't for quite a while. Um, I forget his name. It's very possible. I, I, I didn't get all of the ins and outs, but you know, you, you're absolutely right. And then also, you know, they have a great linebacking core. The, uh, the bucks also, I, it'll be interesting to see if Cromartie plays. He didn't play last week at DB. Mm. So, uh, yeah, man, there, there, there are a lot of things going on. So you're going with the bucks yeah. and I'm going with the chiefs. Mm. And, uh, one thing that I wanted to ask you was, is if you had one quarterback, one wide receiver and one running back. Who are you taking all time? All time? All time. Like all time, you're going QB, you're going Tom Brady. Like, okay. I don't think you can argue that. Uh, my running back, I have to say, um, not super knowledgeable. The guy that always had the biggest impact on me, at least, or like someone that I really enjoyed was uh, Ladanian Tomlinson. So I'll go with LT just because I, I remember watching him a lot or I like liking the Chargers at least whenever I used to play Madden just because uh, it was with him. And a wide receiver has to be Jerry Rice or Randy Moss uh, for me. Um, I think because I was a bit younger with Jerry Rice in his prime that I'll go with Randy Moss just because uh, I, I saw a bit more of him. Took every single one of my choices. Oh, yeah. Every single one. Wow. Love Every it. single one. I can't even, I can't even, I mean, okay. So if I wanted to turn the table, who would I choose? I mean, look, well, to make it entertaining, uh, Michael Vick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at running back, I would put, at running back, I would put, um, oof, I don't even know, Priest Holmes. I don't know. 
Okay. I, I like I like I liked your pick because those were my picks. So sure. I'm going with that. Well, that makes me proud that I actually uh and another thing that I wanted about. to bring up. Sorry that I'm running your podcast. No problem. Go ahead. Why don't you tell your viewers about who, who chose a better hooping team on uh uh five on five oh, or those uh, NBA two K Sims? Oh my god, you got Tim so Duncan? You got so Tim lucky. Tim Duncan? You got so lucky, man. It was so brutal watching that thing. So yeah, I was on the blacktop that I that I've been doing and um I forget who our fives were, but I had Doncic, Steve right. Nash, Tim yeah. Duncan, Shaq, and Michael Jordan. I think. Right. Yeah. I, I just remember again. I, Curry it was just so upsetting to me, man. He always, <laughs> he always ruined it for me. He, I, I forget. I think I was texting you while it was happening, and I think I just kept saying, "Well, Curry's like six for six for eighteen, six for nineteen, six for, and he just yeah. every time he just kept shooting and and doing like fadeaway shots. So. 2K just it wasn't friendly to me. I got the first win and then I, I've lost every time since. So I quietly uh, stopped <laughs> asking people about. Well, that. <laughs> it validated uh, it. The only reason why I was happy about the W is because the only guy that hasn't been picked yet right, was, was Tim Duncan, and yeah. he was the guy who was kind of running. The yeah, show, he played. You know? Yeah, if, like he played if Jordan really... would have carried my team, I would have yeah. been like, all right, yeah, right, okay, yeah. big fucking deal, no shit. Right. You know, so yeah, I, was... I was happy about. Oh, good uh, picks for sure. Yeah, I was happy about about Tim Duncan. Mm. Just a quick question: Is this the I like? I don't know how to phrase it. Not ideal Super Bowl matchup, but are these the two best teams? Like, I know the Chiefs. Um, like, you can't really argue, but like, are these the two best teams in the NFL? Or like, you know, obviously, like the Bucks just outplay. Or like, I know there's the whole like NFC AFC thing. So that is where it gets complicated. So in their conference, we'll say. That's more or less, question. am I asking like I, is Tampa yes, Bay the, the most Chiefs, talented? Yes. Is Tampa Bay the most like the best team in in their in their conference? Wow, that's a tough one. I don't think so. I don't think the Chiefs. I don't think. But you know what? I feel I no, they're not. Okay. But you know what? That doesn't matter mm. because most of the Patriots teams that Tom Brady played for weren't the wasn't the best team in the league. Maybe one of them when they when they lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl okay. and they had Randy Moss. Right. That was the best Patriots team and they didn't, they didn't win. They, the Super Bowl. they went 17. You know, that was the that's the allure. Yeah, they they went undefeated and they yeah. lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl the mm-hmm. year that they had Randy Moss and that was to me the strongest Patriots team of them all. I mean, you know, some would even say that Tom has better offensive weapons at uh, Tampa Bay than he ever did, you know, minus okay. a couple of players in New England because Mike Evans and, and Godwin are is a receiving core that would would start on any team, whereas okay. a guy like Julian Edelman wouldn't start on every single team, hmm. you know. So, hmm, who would be the be- who would be the best team then in in the NFC besides you know the Tampa Bay Bucks? It would have to be the Saints or or the Packers, but. Yeah. You know, look, when you're looking at the Saints, Breeze was completely beat up and, Mm -hmm. you know, the Packers just lost. So, yeah, I guess they are the best option. Yeah, fair. I guess they are. But I I really think that, you know, the the whole allure about Tom Brady is, is that he's made so-so organizations and so-so teams make it and win Super Bowls. Right. Like, so just because going back on the Packers, like, I know it's kind of a stupid question. It's like one of those like Russell Westbrook questions, like where it's like, did they win the game or did you guys lose type of thing? But like, I know the Packers could have um, gotten more points as far as like the three turnovers that the Bucks had, but like, well, not only that, they, they dropped passes go... and everything else. Yeah. 
is that like because I don't know how to like do you think the Packers should have beat the Bucks as far as like without those little mistakes or whatever well look what they should have done was is that they should have capitalized over three interceptions in less than seven minutes right they should have capitalized on that number one some people say that Roger should have ran into the end zone instead of throwing the ball away mm. uh, when he was in the red zone. Right. You know, all he had was one defensive lineman to beat and he could have chased him into the corner. And then another thing also is, is that they shouldn't have kicked the field goal. They should have went for the touchdown and then yeah. go for the two point conversion to tie the game. Right. So, you know, no, they don't deserve to. Those okay. are way too many pivotal mistakes. It's right. it's, it's way too many mistakes, it, mm. it, and that's what it comes down to. It's not always the best football team that wins. Sometimes it's the guy who makes the least mistakes. Right. That's so true. no, I don't. I don't believe that. And you know, Aaron Rodgers knows better. You know, and I don't put the blame on Aaron Rodgers. I put the blame on Matt Lafleur more because I think that when you have an all-star quarterback like Rodgers, you should be throwing the ball in the red zone and go for the two points. You put the trust in your quarterback. Right. You know, you don't kick a field goal and then like pray your defense is going to get a stop. Yeah. He knows better than that. He knows that you do not trust Tom Brady in the fourth quarter. Hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, it's rough again. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not super knowledgeable. It's just, yeah. So they had some mistakes and, it's not always it. about knowledge, though, right, man. Sure. It's yeah, about common right. sense. You're but, an athlete. You've right. seen you've seen plenty of sports, and you've seen a lot of scenarios play out. It doesn't always come down to no. that. Yeah, for Everybody's sure. Everybody's an armchair quarterback, and you don't want to be an armchair quarterback, and that's why we're friends. Hmm. But you know, it comes down to the guys that are going to make the least amount of mistakes, and you know, if you're going to make that many mistakes and not capitalize on it. I know a team that's going to capitalize on it, and it's led by Andy Reid. Mm. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. Do you think it's one of the most exciting? You said before, one of the most exciting Super Bowls ever, you think? I think I it's, mean, well. Or, ever, I mean, at I least in, in uh, recent recent decades, we'll say. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, you know what? I'm, I'm going to shamelessly pull up Google right now, and we're going to talk about the last five Super Bowl matchups. Super Bowl matchups. Let's see. You know, because the way that I'm looking at it is this is an exciting one because you just have so much so much to talk about there in yeah. terms of the offense. Right. And, you know, in terms of in, in just in terms of the dynamic of these coaches, a lot of some of these some would say these coaches have been at the end of their career. And now, you know, they're getting the chance like, look, Andy Reid has tried to make it to the Super Bowl for years and years and years. He finally won his first one. Yeah. Uh, last year, you know, you know how many times he's fell up short on with Dom, Donovan McNabb playing for um, playing for uh, the the Philadelphia the Eagle. Eagles. It's yeah. it's fucking unbelievable. So mm. you know, it's uh, it it really is just an exciting matchup. So right now, I got this right here. Okay, you have. Let's see what we got here. You got Kansas City versus San Francisco. This right. Super Bowl is more more exciting. You got New England versus the Los Angeles Rams. Mm. This Super Bowl is more exciting. Philadelphia versus New England. Look, it ended up being really a exciting, fucking exciting right. Super Bowl. Right. But like in, uh, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah. In the moment. Yeah. No, no, right. not in the moment. Mm. Uh, New England and Atlanta. No. Carolina and Denver. No. New England and Seattle, so so. You know what I mean? So just New England, New England, one, New England. You know what I'm saying, Crazy. dude? Like I would say, like at least in the last five Super Bowls, this is mm. easily the most exciting one. Absolutely, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. 
Definitely. What do you think about the halftime show? It's what? It's the weekend doing it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I like him a lot. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know if you saw that whole thing. I don't know if it's just the publicity stunt on what he did to his face. No, it's but, fake. It's fake. It's, yeah, okay. Uh, it's, came a, out. it's a Squidward filter. Okay. What I thought yeah, was interesting I, about it is, is that uh, somebody had told me today that it's not uncommon for the artist to pay, uh, like, basically for his set to perform in the Super Bowl. Okay. Because of, you know, just the free advertising and just the sheer right. viewers that will watch this event. The weekend spent an extra $7 million out of his pocket That's to crazy. be able to make this production exactly how he wanted. Right. And uh, I'm thinking that Daft Punk is going to make a surprise. I think oh, yeah? that they're going to jump in on the Starboy track together. Mm. And it would just make so much sense. I mean, you know, everybody's watching from home right now. They need to put together a spectacle a show. Yeah. that is actually going to be better uh, if you're at home watching it on TV yeah. than if you were being in the stands. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, look, I think he, The weekends are a great artist. I like his new album a lot. I've always liked his stuff. Uh, and he definitely, I think, did it right with with posting this. Like, it was strategic of, of doing this whole you know, Squidward filter and whatever, like not very far away from the Super Bowl. Um, so I think it was actually very good uh, advertising for himself, for sure. It's going to be fun. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, we'll hop on a, a Zoom or something to watch it together. And, you know, I know we it's crazy last year at your house um, watching the Super Bowl all together and stuff. And now you're just unable, which kind of sucks. Um, but we can make it fun for sure. Absolutely. There's always a, a way to make it fun. It's always better with the boys. It's always better, 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 better as it's always better, you know, in gatherings, of yeah. course. But uh, I think we're going to get treated with a money Super Bowl. Yeah, I think we're going to get treated with a really, really good matchup. And I don't think it really matters uh, who's going to be next to you watching the mm. game, because when the fourth quarter comes up with oh, two minutes yeah. left, mm. Ain't no ass is going to be in the seats. Right. I'm calling that right now. This game is going right down to the wire, and uh, I can't wait for it. Me neither. Two quick questions. Heads or tails? Who's what, What's it going to be on the coin toss? What do you think? Tails never fails. And the color of the Gatorade? Uh, lemon lime. Okay. All right. Lemon lime, baby. I'm going with puke yellow. Lemon lime. <laughs> Looks good on so TV. We got, we got tails and lemon lime. What do you Perfect. got? Because uh, I, I, I only thought of it now. I probably should have done my research and went back to see the, which which side is dominating. For me, I, it would be less. lemon lime or orange. I don't. I yeah. very rarely see red, and I almost okay. never see blue. Okay, interesting. I would have figured it was blue. I thought blue was the most popular flavor, but nevertheless. Uh, I'm going to go, like, clear. I don't know why. Just something about it. I'm just going to go, like like, frost Gatorade. Ooh, and that's a good one. And uh, you know what? I went against you on as far as who's going to win the uh, Super Bowl. So uh, I'll, I'll go tails just to, so we're not battling all the way through. Very, very cool. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Last question. What is the first play of the game? A run or a pass? Ooh. I mean, it also depends on by what, by what team I think. Um, I think the first play is going to be a, a quick little pass to Gronk. 
I think they got Lenny getting the ball yeah. first for the Bucks in a run, oh, and uh, Charles Edwards Hilaire getting. I, it's gonna be a run no matter what. Okay. All right. Fine. I got it being a running play no matter what. That's fair. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, thank you for uh, educating me a little bit on the, the football side. Um, again, I thought you'd be the perfect guest for this just because I know how uh, excited you are about football and stuff. And for me, it's uh, again, I'm super excited. Super excited. It's going to be a fucking great game, man. Thanks for having me on the show. No problem. Um, uh, where, uh, where could everyone find you again? Uh, congrats on the tarps off uh, sports. I uh, know that's a big thing. So if you want to talk a little bit about that and just where uh, everyone can find you. Well, you know where to find me. That's at the top at Adam Kaplan, 13 on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I'm now working with tarps off sports, which, uh, which is a great website. You know, we're a blog sports blog. Most of the boys talk about uh, hockey. I bring the combat sports side to it. I'm going to dabble in football next year. I came to the, okay. came to the game a little bit late to be able to get into the football this year. Right. But uh, just uh, a bunch of, of young like-minded individuals spread out between Canada and the States. We have viewers, you know, more so in the States than we do in Canada, which okay. I think is fantastic. Yeah. And um you know, it's a pleasure to be working with them. You could find our content on Tarpsoff MMA on YouTube. If you're into football and hockey, baseball, etc., then go to Tarpsoff Sports. And then for me personally, at Adam Kaplan 13 on Instagram and Twitter. And, you know, you best believe that the unanimous decision is still up and running. You, you know, go. we now are uh, powered by Tarpsoff Sports. So Beautiful. or Tarpsoff, Tarpsoff MMA. So, you know. If you want to catch me on YouTube, it'll be on the Tarps Off MMA side for the unanimous decision. I know I'm naming out like a million things right it's now. Okay, More or less, you can find me on YouTube under Tarps Off MMA or catch me on Apple or Spotify podcast under the unanimous decision. Everyone go check it out. Adam, again, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, let's get ready for the Super Bowl. My pleasure, man. Ball never lies. That's Love true. being here. Thank you, man. Take care. So there you have it for this episode of the Ball Never Lies podcast. Again, thank you all for listening. Um, if you guys enjoyed the episode, please uh, follow, subscribe, uh, wherever you get your podcast from. Follow me on Instagram at the Ball Never Lies podcast or my personal account, Fish Out of Water with two Fs. If you have any feedback or if you have any suggestions or anything else, uh, you can hit me up there as well. Um, again, this was a really fun one for me, so I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, I understand that I'm not uh, the biggest football guy or the most knowledgeable, but I do love sports and I always love gaining knowledge and being educated on sports. Um, so uh, this was a different one for me, but I'm, I'm happy we did it. And I'm really excited for the upcoming Super Bowl. So, uh, you know, new episode coming out next week as always. But until then, just remember everyone, the ball never lies.